TED Audio Collective. Welcome to the TED Health Podcast. I'm Dr. Shoshana Ungerleiter. On today's show, we learn the importance of having fun with science journalist Katherine Price. She not only rewrites the definition of fun, she also tells us how to have more of it. And after, I'll delve into the importance of playfulness and what happens to your body when you play. I guarantee it'll be fun. This show is brought to you by Schwab. With Schwab investing themes, it's easy to invest in ideas you believe in, like active lifestyle, healthy eating, wearable tech, and more. Choose from over 40 themes. Buy as is or customize the stocks in a theme to fit your goals. Learn more at schwab.com slash thematic investing. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, cleaning, and even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. And auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Support for this podcast comes from The Wonderful Company. If that name doesn't sound familiar to you, you probably know the pistachios that come from this company. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Get snacking and get cracking with a snack that packs a protein punch. I love the various wonderful pistachio flavors. So in addition to the original flavor, I'm particularly fond of the salt and vinegar. And I keep little packets of them in my car so that I can eat and get some protein on the run. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Add a little curiosity into your routine with TED Talks Daily, the podcast that brings you a new TED Talk every weekday. In less than 15 minutes a day, you'll go beyond the headlines and learn about the big ideas shaping your future. Coming up, how AI will change the way we communicate, how to be a better leader, and more. Listen to TED Talks Daily wherever you get your podcasts. You know what's a lot harder than it seems like it should be? Actually feeling alive. And what I mean by that is that we are all constantly doing, or at least we're constantly scrolling, but we're not necessarily living. You know, we keep ourselves busy to the point of exhaustion, but we're also languishing. We feel a little bit dead inside. And I think we know that on some level. I think that's part of the reason we keep ourselves so busy and distracted to begin with, but we don't know what to do about it. So I am here to tell you, I figured out what to do about it. We need to have more fun. (laughs) So you might think that you're already having plenty of fun, and that's because in our everyday speech, we often use the word fun to describe anything we do with our leisure time, even if it's not actually enjoyable and, in fact, a waste of time. So (laughs) So for example, we scroll through social media for fun, even though doing so often makes us feel bad about like kind of everything. Or we'll say, that was so fun, we should do that again soon. In 
in response to things that weren't that fun and that we don't want to do again, ever. <laughs> but it's not really our fault that we're a little bit sloppy about how we use the word fun, because even the dictionary doesn't get it quite right. You know, it says that fun is an amusement or enjoyment or lighthearted pleasure. It's something for kids to have in play areas. It makes it sound like it's frivolous and optional. But if you think back on your own memories that stand out to you as having truly been fun, and I really encourage you to do this, you know, the memories that you would describe as, and forgive me for my scientific terminology, so fun, you're going to notice that there's something much deeper going on. I've collected thousands of these stories from people all around the world, and I can tell you it's amazing, because when people recount the memories in which they had the most fun, they tell you about some of the most joyful and treasured memories of their lives. So in reality, fun is not just lighthearted pleasure. It's not just for kids, and it is definitely not frivolous. Instead, fun is the secret to feeling alive. So today, I want to propose to you a new, more precise definition of what fun is. I want to reveal some of the ways in which it is astonishingly good for us And I want to give you all some suggestions for things you can do, starting right now, to experience its power for yourself. So the first thing we need to start with um, is the fact that fun is a feeling, and it's not an activity. And that's important, because a lot of times when I ask people, what's fun, they'll respond with a list of activities that they enjoy. You know, they'll say, dancing is fun, or skiing is fun, or, I don't know, pickleball is fun. Everyone seems to think that pickleball is fun. <laughs> and sure, pickleball can be fun, but we've all had experiences where something's off and an activity that seems like it would be fun doesn't end up feeling fun. And then on the flip side, we've had experiences where something that doesn't seem like it would be fun at all ends up feeling ridiculously fun. There's an element of serendipity. But when people do have fun, when they experience this feeling, it's actually very easy to recognize because people who are having fun look like they're being illuminated from within. True fun produces this visceral sense of lightness and joy. It's radiant. In fact, when I asked my daughter when she was about five years old what color fun would be, she said sunshine. So what is this sunshine? You know, what is this feeling that we call fun? Well, when people tell me their stories about fun, it's really interesting because the details are all different and often quite mundane, but the energy running through them is the same. And there are three factors that are consistently present to the point that I believe they constitute a new definition, one that is a lot more accurate than what's in the dictionary. And those three factors are playfulness, connection, and flow. So by playfulness, I do not mean you have to play games or, God forbid, make-believe. I just mean having a lighthearted attitude of doing things for the sake of doing them and not caring too much about the outcome, letting go of perfectionism. When we have fun, our guard is down, and we're not taking ourselves too seriously. Connection refers to the feeling of having a special shared experience. And I do think it's possible in some circumstances to have fun alone and for this feeling of connection to be with yourself or the surroundings or the activity. But in the majority of stories that people tell me about their peak fun memories another person is involved. And that's true even for introverts. And then flow is the state where we are so engaged and focused on whatever we're doing that we can even lose track of time. You can think about an athlete in the middle of a game or like a musician playing a piece of music. It's when we're in the zone. 
And it's possible to be in flow and not have fun, like if you're arguing, but you cannot have fun if you're not in flow. So playfulness, connection, and flow all feel great on their own, but when we experience all three at once, something magical happens. We have fun. And that doesn't just feel good. It is good for us. In fact, fun does so many amazingly good things for us that I personally believe that fun is not just the result of human thriving, it's a cause. So for example, fun is energizing. When people tell me their stories about fun, they glow. It is like a fire has been lit inside of them, and the energy and the warmth that they give off is contagious. You know, so much of life drains us, but fun fills us up. Fun also makes us present. A lot of us put a lot of work into trying to be more present. You know, we do yoga classes, we meditate, and that is all great. But the fact that fun is a flow state means that when we are having fun, we simply are present. There's no other way for it to happen. Fun also unites us. We live in a really polarized world, and as we all know, there's a lot of very serious problems. But when we have fun with people, we don't see them as different political parties or nationalities or religions. We connect with them as human beings. And it's worth noting that that is the first step in being able to work together to solve those problems. Fun also makes us healthier. Now, being lonely and stressed out, as many of us have been for the past two years, causes hormonal changes in our bodies that increase our risks for disease. But when we have fun, we're relaxed and we're more socially connected, both of which have the opposite effect. So it kind of blows my mind every time I think about it this way, but having fun is a health intervention. And then lastly, fun is joyful. You know, we all so desperately want to be happy. We read books about happiness, we download apps about happiness, but when we are in a moment of having fun, we are happy. So it makes me think that perhaps the secret to long-term happiness is just to have more everyday moments of fun. So how do we do that? How do we have more fun? Well, to start with, do not take the suggestions you will find in magazine articles about how to have more fun. So I, I looked up some of these myself, and I found suggestions that include, and I'm not making these up, roast a turkey. <laughs> Put together an altar to loved ones who have passed. Watch a documentary about climate change. <laughs> And my personal favorite, adorn your table with gourds. So those are not good suggestions. Instead, the most effective thing you can do to have more fun is to focus on its ingredients, by which I mean do everything you can to fill your life with more moments of playfulness, connection, and flow. So here are some ideas for how to do so. So to start with, reduce distractions in order to increase flow. Anything that distracts you is going to kick you out of flow and prevent you from having fun. And what's the number one source of distraction for most of us these days? Oh, thank you. <laughs> It's rhetorical, but yes, your phones. <laughs> Now, I wrote a book called How to Break Up with Your Phone, so I have strong feelings about this, but I can guarantee you that you are not going to have fun if you are constantly on your phone. So today I want to challenge you to keep your phone out of your hand as much as possible so that you can take me up on my second suggestion, which is to increase connection by interacting more with other human beings in real life. Now, I know that one of the main reasons we're constantly on our phones is specifically to avoid having to spend time and interact with other human beings in real life. So I want to assure you that it is worth it and it is not as hard as it might seem. So here's how you do it. You start by making eye contact with someone. 
Like, look them in the eye. Don't look like in the middle of their forehead where the camera would be on a Zoom call. (laughs) And you say hello. And if that goes well, you can introduce yourself. And if that goes well, maybe you can ask them a question, maybe something that's like thought-provoking but not overly personal or threatening. Something like, what's something that fascinates you? Or what's one thing that delighted you today? And you might be amazed by how good just one little moment of connection can make you feel. And if you do find someone to connect with, maybe ask them to join you in trying my third suggestion, which is to increase playfulness by finding opportunities to rebel. Now, I am not talking about James Dean-level rebellion. I'm talking about playful deviance. I'm talking about finding ways to break the rules of responsible adulthood and give yourself permission to get a kick out of your own life. So, for example, one person told me that some of the most fun she'd had in recent memory happened on a Friday morning when she and some of her friends ditched their work and their childcare responsibilities, tucked flasks into their purses, and snuck out to a 10.30 a.m. showing of the movie Bad Moms. <laughs> so, lastly, here's one more thing that you can do today to start having more fun. Prioritize it. That might sound totally obvious, but one of the main reasons we're not having enough fun is that we're not making it a priority. You know, our fun is always at the bottom of the list, and it can't speak up for itself. So I'm not suggesting that you, like, take out your calendar and make an entry that says, from 4 to 6 p.m. on Saturday, I shall have fun. That is a guaranteed way to not have fun. But if you know you consistently have fun when you spend time with a particular person, make a point to spend time with that person. If you know there's an activity that really does often generate playful, connected flow for you, carve out time for it in your schedule. Treat fun as if it is important, because it is. I've been doing this myself for a couple of years now, and it's amazing to see how many areas of my life fun has touched. You know, I'm more creative and more productive. I'm more resilient. I laugh more. Making sure that I am having enough fun has made me a better partner and better parent and a better friend. And it has convinced me of something that I very much hope I can convince you of as well, which is that my daughter was right. Fun is sunshine. It's a distillation of life's energy. And the more often we experience it, the more we will feel like we're actually alive. Thank you. This show is brought to you by Schwab. You're here because you like to keep a pulse on fitness trends. Well, now you can invest in what's trending in active lifestyle, healthy eating, wearable tech, and more with Schwab Investing Themes. It's an easy way to invest in ideas that you believe in. Schwab's research process uncovers emerging trends. Then their technology curates relevant stocks into themes. Choose from over 40 themes. Buy all the stocks in a theme as is or customize to better fit your investing goals. All in a few clicks. Schwab Investing Themes is not intended to be investment advice or a recommendation of any stock or investment strategy. Learn more at schwab.com slash thematic investing. Support for this show comes from Brooks. I've really gotten into running this year, so I have to tell you about the Ghost 16 from Brooks, because this shoe is kind of a game changer. I found the cushioning to be next level comfortable. It's incredibly soft, yet surprisingly lightweight. It's literally comfortable every time my foot hits the pavement. The Ghost 16 from Brooks isn't just a shoe for me. It's a daily boost for my runs. 
Visit brooksrunning.com to learn more. Hey listeners, it's Dr. Shoshana. I liked how Catherine Price broke down the components of fun, playfulness, connection, and flow. It made me curious about the idea of playfulness and what it does to our bodies. As a component of fun, play has some health benefits and potentially health detriments if you don't have enough of it. First off, play is not usually a word that we associate with, well, grown-ups. It's pretty universally known that play is crucial for children's well-being and development, but play is also critical for adults too. Probably not on a playground, but anytime you're releasing constraints and going where the moment takes you. So let's examine what happens to your body when you play. Imagine yourself playing, whether hiking in the mountains or having a make-believe tea party with your nephew. You may experience a range of emotions like amusement, awe, serenity, or even inspiration. But happiness is probably the most distinctive one. Happiness, it turns out, is more than a fleeting feeling. It's a physiological state of being, involving an intricate and complex interplay of neurotransmitters and hormones, like dopamine, serotonin, and oxytocin, and endorphins. So let's consider how play triggers these hormones and their role in well-being. When you're laughing with your friends, you're bonding, making crucial human connections, and also releasing dopamine. After saying goodnight to someone you just had a great time with, you've probably said, we should do this again soon, and really meant it. And part of the reason you feel that way is because human connection triggers the release of dopamine, which is the brain's feel-good hormone. And you want to feel that way again, and soon. Next up is serotonin, which is also present while playing. When we think of serotonin, we might think about its role in improving mood, but it also helps you sleep, suppresses your appetite, regulates digestion, and like dopamine, improves your ability to learn and remember things. So if you're sleeping, eating, and digesting well, you're feeling good. With physical touch, we also release oxytocin, also known as the love hormone. We experience this when we hug someone or pet an animal. We are social creatures, so oxytocin helps us bond with the people and the pets we love. And lastly, there's endorphins. These are hormones and a type of neurotransmitter that we release while playing, especially when laughing. Endorphins attach to the reward center of our brain, offering us natural pain relief. So yes, play could even reduce feelings of pain. Engaging in play may even prolong your life. Playing can help you bounce back when stressful situations arise, and research shows that resilience is linked to longevity. So how do we all incorporate more play into our lives? Well, lately, I've been enjoying actual playtime by choreographing dance routines to music with my nine-year-old niece and seven-year-old nephew. I've even found myself shuffling through my kitchen at home, singing along. Spending time with the kids in my life brings me joy and even helps me channel my own inner child. There's no hard and fast rules to find more play in your life. Start with identifying what play looks like for you. Prioritize those moments. Have fun and repeat. 
The beauty of play is that it's whatever you want it to be. Thanks so much for listening today. This episode was produced by Joanne DeLuna and fact-checked by Ted. And special thanks to Anna Phelan, Grace Rubenstein, Maria Lagis, Michelle Quint, and Colin Helms. I'm Dr. Shoshana Ungerleiter. Stay well, and I'll talk to you next week. You're growing a business, and you can't afford to slow down. If anything, you could probably use a few more hours in the day. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate, no coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.